Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, where each and every week we take a look at another fest of the Highlander universe, and we are at the end of a very long day of recording, but we're here to wrap up Season 5. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. This is not just a facet. This is a whole swath of Highlander. We're wrapping up the season, and we're wrapping up our penises for safe sex. Jesus. (laughs) Wow. Seven seconds into the podcast. All I'm saying is you should practice uh, safe sex. And you wrap it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With a condom. I guess. I just don't think of that as wrapping. Yeah, well, then how do you explain the rhyming phrase, wrap it before you tap it? Ooh. <laughs> You're right. I can't explain it. And if it rhymes, it must be true. That's true. And that is also sort of a wrap. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Like a burrito. <laughs> and we all know, speaking of something else we're talking about on this episode, that Richie doesn't wrap it up. All right. Wow, we're off to a cracking start. Where are we beginning on this fun adventure, Kiefer Sutherland? Well, we're going to begin at the very beginning. As the, oh, is that uh, a good place to start? That is a very good place to start. The as the song goes. And as we know, things that rhyme or things that are part of songs are always true. So <laughs> going by that, we're starting at the beginning of season five. So we're just going to do a little wrap up. We're going to go through each episode, give our, I don't know, thoughts on them in retrospect of the season. I don't know. We'll talk about the season as a whole in general. Um, we're going to compare some of our scores Ooh. from this season. We're going to do like a little recap of what the averages of all the seasons were. Don't worry. We're not going episode by episode, but like, oh, what was the average score of season one and two, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to do a little Richie tribute, I believe. And we're going to play a game too, right, Kyle? We are playing a little game. Uh, you know what? Yeah. You know what it might involve? It might involve. Richie Ryan. Just might... give me the Ryan. <laughs> let's dive in. All right, let's talk about season five, episode one, Prophecy. 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 This is the one where Duncan puts wax in his ears to defeat the villain. That's right. right. To a villain who beat him and chose not to kill him. And who just yeah. left for some time to just be a fucking idiot. It's yes. also Roland Cantos, where uh, Cassandra max on a 13 year old back. That's right. She does things with him that aren't good. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. She does things with him that aren't good. No. Weird season opener. Yeah. Perhaps recontextualized by the way this season ends. Ariman. That perhaps the prophecy in question might be like an ancient Iraqi demon. <laughs> <laughs> and not a bald wiener. So, a bald wiener. <laughs> that's different, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't think it makes it better, okay. but it's notable. I Duncan have... gets hit by a car. That was pretty sweet, doesn't he? Don't the cops the run cop- him down? Oh, yeah. yeah, the cops hit him. That's right. I. That's a highlight. I do want to mention something that was in my notes for the last episode we did. Archangel. Archangel, <laughs> which was something Gillian Horvath said. Because so I'm bringing this up because Cassandra's in this episode, and she has, like, fucking magic powers that she uses later in Revelation 6-8, maybe? Or no, it comes a horseman when she... Yeah. To no avail. Right. And he's like, oh, it doesn't work on me for whatever reason. Gillian Horvath goes on camera and says, I didn't really think she had powers. It was just like a suggestion that she hoped would help. What? (laughs) It was like, that she thought it was just like, like not a real mind trick, like not a Jedi mind trick. Because like, they're not even mind tricks. Like they just fuck with your brain. Yeah. Star Wars, right? The way she described it was like subliminal messaging. Like your sword is getting heavy. And then you're like, I'm thinking about my sword. I guess it is kind (laughs) of heavy. Like, no, 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 no. no, So that works on Duncan McLeod. But right, Carlos yeah. Is like, well, he is a moron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Isn't that crazy? 
That is weird. So she doesn't have magic powers, but has prophetic skill. Like is prophetic. I don't understand. And does Roland Cantos have magic that she lacks? Or she tricked him? Like, yeah, you got powers. (laughs) Try it on me. Try it. Oh, your sword's heavy. Oh, it's working, Roland. Like you really got it. Wait a minute. She makes her house disappear. She makes her house disappear. She turns into a wolf. Right. All with the power of suggestion. Roland Cantos (laughs) takes over the Cooper Police Department. (laughs) Crazy. That doesn't make any sense. Sense. So that's not true. Anyway, Roland Cantos. Roland Cantos. As a villain, he was kind of weenie. The worst. Yeah. Rough yeah. season opener on this one. I like the prophecy. I mean, I like that. Like, that's a strong opener, I think. Like, hey, like, there's a trajectory. Like, I mean, the fact that the prophecy is resolved at the end of the episode is bonkers. Ridiculous. I mean, the fact that it is a prophecy should tell us that, like, oh, we're going to see this play out. Like, how will this resolve? Like, I don't know. It's like the answer's right in there. Like, yeah, that like, this should be a season-long thing, and it's if not. If you're going to do it, the prophecy needs to be much longer with a bunch of facts that you could interpret ambiguously to apply to different episodes. Right. And then by the end of the season, it's like, oh, it all comes together now. This meant this, and that meant this. And it's like, isn't this Shit, cool? Shit, we're in a Greek little... tragedy. <laughs> right. I don't know. Whatever. All right, episode two, End of Innocence. That innocence is over. Kyle, man. tell us about that. We're going to go in a circle. I'm trying to remember this one. That's the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is End of Innocence where Richie uh, gets into it with Haresh Clay? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. I, we're, po- we're all thinking about it. I'm just saying yes because I want to move it along. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this <laughs> No, is a, I, I think you're right. You're right. This is a very fun one. Uh, we get to see bad boy Richie in the aftermath of Max dark quickening experience. And he's picking fights and taking names and... It also gives us a, a recurring favorite line of, he shamed me. God. He shamed me. He shamed me. Harish Clay fucking kicks a door down. He does right. such unholy awesome things to that door. Yeah. I could watch that over and over again. Yeah. Richie tries to set a motorcycle on fire. This is a great episode. I no, this is, a, this is a very good episode. Uh, written by Mr. Moravinsky. It's a fun one. Friend of the yeah. show. Maury. Yeah. yeah. It is a great episode. Yeah. Other than Mac just being a bonehead. Like, yeah. the he's shaming. He's often a bonehead. It's like he wants to fight someone because they shamed him. Like, but he's always it. trying to get other people to, like, let go far greater grievances than he teased me. It probably has my favorite Highlander character, the arm wrestling bartender. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Joe reading that newspaper on the yeah. bar secretly. <laughs> with, like, eye holes cut out. It would have been great <laughs> if this season ended with Richie having some real motivation to fight Mac and been like, you shamed me. And then a montage. Of like you set him on fire. Like every time Mac has just fucking laid into Richie. What you don't do. <laughs> and then Richie's like, I'm fucking sick of your shit, Dad. <laughs> this is brother versus brother. Butter versus butter. Butter versus butter. butter BVB versus butter. Totally deed. <laughs> Season five, episode three. Manhunt. Manhunt. Oh, it's my turn to describe an episode. Manhunt. Ah, this is a this is the Carl Robinson episode, right? Yes. This is a great episode. This is one this of my is favorites one. of the yeah. show, I think. So Carl Robinson is, I don't say framed for a murder. He's not framed. It's, no, he, he murders that guy. He murders yeah. a guy. Uh, <laughs> but but he's framed came... for a crime he did commit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but, of course, the cop who's after him, the FBI agent, is also immortal and is, like, holding a grudge through the Will centuries. Will and Grace. Will and Grace is chasing him and uh, kind of won't give it up because of his, uh, like, personal vendetta uh, mm. against him. Because he killed a terrible, terrible slave owner person in the 1800s. Yeah, that's that's the awkward part of this episode is that, like, there is a man defending his friendship with a... A slaver. A slaver, a yeah. A literal slaver. Yeah, that's yeah, not that's good. Yeah, a little weird. Yeah. But it, it does pose some interesting moral quandaries. It, there's some good fights in it when Mac throws Carl Robinson, like, through a window. Yeah. No, this is a good one. Yeah, totally worth the time. 
Carl Robinson's a great character. He's so good. What a, he's good a great actor. That. And he like has to run all the time. He does. He's always on the run. He's yeah. being hunted. He's running for his life or whatever it is. Running around the bases. Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that game works, right? But Keith's favorite character in this episode was uh, was Frank's. Frank's. Oh, you guys hated this this guy, the sad sack guy, right? Who's like, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm worthless. I'm worthless. I'm a worthless piece you. of trash. Yeah. I ain't never been nobody. <laughs> I hated you because you were black. Doesn't he say that? Yeah, at one point he, it was like, he what? Does. He does. It's like, huh? Whoa. <laughs> Everybody just kind of glosses over that. <laughs> Big reveal there, bud. Like, and also, like, your An apology. so and so like me. Your apology was going fine. Maybe so leave out the racist so- part. Like, you didn't need it, bud. <laughs> or in another episode, they send the other black immortal character to Carl Robinson's little, right. little tin gourd. Yeah. That's right. Little Ken Gourd. <laughs> like, oh, that doesn't sound great. All right. So that was the first three episodes. Why don't we do a little, little recap on every three? Eamon, what do you think your lowest rated of those three were? Prophecy? I'm going to guess prophecy as well. You're correct. How about no. you, Kyle? I'm going to guess prophecy. Yeah, we're all right. It was the, yeah. Is that all? Is that all of our across lowest, the board. Yeah, lowest? We didn't like yeah. that one. How about yeah. that? All right. Next batch of three, episode four, Glory Days. Ooh, Glory Days. Woof. <laughs> so this, this is... This is a weird one, but... What? We... Eamon, Eamon oh. describes it. Eamon, Eamon, Eamon. Eamon, there's rolls. So Glory Days, this is a this is a Richie one, right? No. No Richie? Oh, this is the, the thief? The thief. The thief that's with Amanda and their bank robbers? Nope. No. No? Not that one wow. either. You're doing great. This. Uh, yeah. You mean the episode that we have the literal T-shirt based off of? Oh, yeah, Money No Object. That's what it is. Is Amanda in it? No. No? What the fuck? Why can't I remember? This is is the the one with the Michael Strahan gap tooth guy who who wants to shoot Duncan McCloud. There's a Home Alone style (laughs) (laughs) mannequin. This is a train set. Oh, shit. There we go. There we go. The flyer. The like... And the Have you song, seen this man? The song yeah. written by Bill Panzer, a little boy. What's the song? Every, everything, every, every dream a boy, boy should be. <laughs> everything a boy should be. Well, they asked me. We, we need a song for this part, so I thought I would. I would just write it. And you wrote that song for High Leader two or three. <laughs> yeah. So you can do it, right? Yeah. Everything a boy should be. Everything a boy should be. Oh, this is a bad one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Keith, we did the sword fight good. to it. Yeah, we crushed it. it I fun. crushed that guy's face in with, <laughs> yeah, with my sword. sword. I after I don't know if I ever mentioned this. I was like, I thought we got along fine, and I was like, you should come by the table and do an interview with us about the sword experience. And as you may have heard on our uh, little Highlander Worldwide bits and pieces, we got to interview Kyle's sparring partner. Surprisingly, my sparring partner never showed up for his interview because you cracked him in the face with a stick <laughs> by accident. So. You didn't see the air quotes Keith put up. Yeah, by accident. <laughs> also, this had the junk. He may have accidentally stepped into my sword. I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know. Blame the victim on this Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, that's Glory Days. You can skip it. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Dramatic License is episode five. Ooh, this one's fun. This is the one in which Duncan McLeod comes to find out that uh, he is the subject of a novel. In fact, like a schlocky romance novel. And Tom Foolery ensues. We also get to see him fight with a chicken leg. And Sandra Bernhardt. Sandra Bernhardt is... Or do we think it's a chicken leg? No, it's a turkey leg. Do we leg. really talk about it? It's a turkey leg. It's, it's far too large that... to be a chicken. There's your turkey. The turkey's back. <laughs> oh, and how was your role in the show? How'd you get cast for it? 
Wow, you have a lot to say on the subject. That was a AP to work with. To do. Sucked. <laughs> if it's not obvious by now, we're drunk. Uh, <laughs> it's been a very long here. day. Very uh, long. Okay. <laughs> like, don't say it. No. Okay, I'll stop. I won't say. My penis. <laughs> what are we? Twelve? I don't know. It's we've done a lot today. It's. it's a, I don't know. It's I like. Rough. I like this episode though. It's a good this one. That's one of my of, favorites. This is I love a ton it. Ton of fun. This is essential viewing. You know what's funny? I was thinking about this today. I must ask Richard Martin and didn't because I don't know. Uh, but I think it's a fun thing with like older shows. I don't know if to shows on the CW. I think they still kind of follow this format. Like. There are these, like, grand HBO shows, like Game of Thrones, any of these, like, I don't know, Mad Men, like, they have a style. Like, there's a house style to the show, right? And, like, directors come in and, I, I don't know, I feel like directors don't get to put their mark on a show. And same thing with writers the way they used to because, like, it's part of a bigger format. Like, I've actually heard that, like, House of Cards, like, have you guys seen, like, the directors they get on that? Like, fucking, what's Batman Forever director? Uh, Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher, like, mm. directed a number of episodes of House of Cards. Like, that's impressive. But apparently he didn't really direct any full episodes. Like, they bring in directors to direct a bunch of scenes and they're given a style guide. Like, this is the house style on how the show's going to look. Then what's the point? Just have anybody do it. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of just for their name. It's like, well, we get to say that this episode is directed by so-and-so, and and that's, like, prestigious. Kevin Smith. (laughs) Kevin Smith's House of Cards. (laughs) So anyway, it ends up kind of being cobbled together, and you're not, I I don't know. I don't know how much validity there is to that, but I did hear that. Anyway, but, like, older shows used to be able to do, like, a comedy episode. Like, Game of Thrones can't do a goofy comedy episode, right? No, because it has a continuous plot. Well, yeah, exactly, but, like... But, like, like, on CW shows and shit like that, you do get that. Right, exactly. Well, they're like, oh, this episode's a musical. A musical episode. Like, I kind of miss that from some shows, because, like... They're episodic in the sense that, like, they're self-contained for the most part. Like, all those shows, like, The Flash has, like, a a larger story. Like, they have larger stories than, like, shows like Highlander ever did or MacGyver or any of these sort of, like, 80s or 90s TV shows. But they're still, like, operating on that episode-by-episode format. And I think it lets them, like, play with stuff. Like, they can do just funky episodes. And that's cool. I don't know. It's a thing about TV I kind of miss that not all shows are able to, like, play around with the format that much. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of like the episode by episode thing as opposed to like the, well, if I didn't see this episode, um, uh, none of this is going to make any sense. Right. <clears throat> but that's this binge boy era we live in. <laughs> I mean, I love all the stories and stuff out of these great I love TV all, shows. <laughs> all of the stories. Okay. You know what I'm getting at. Like, I'm not like besmirching these shows. Like, they're very good shows and they're written really well, but like, sure. a writer can't come in and make like a. What's this episode called? Dramatic, dramatic license. license. Like you could never do. Oh, you could never take dramatic license <laughs> with a show. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, next episode. Jeez, we are in it, aren't we? Didn't really think that was happening. It's this Miller highlight life. What do they put in there? Highlight life. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> in that highlight life. Miller highlight life. Money what's your, no. What's your favorite Native American game? Is it highlight? <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. I, I couldn't think. Uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Epis- I'm so sorry, listeners. I thought Epi- I was more together. Epi- <laughs> I hope this is fun for everyone. Episode six. My shirt, money no object. Money no. All right, I get to describe it's, this one. It, it, what? Shut up. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's a sensation. Money no. <laughs> okay, it is a sensation. A global t-shirt sensation. Pick up your money no shirts. My turn. 
pick them up <laughs> and buy them. Good. I Keith's it was turn. To be Amen, but no, no, it's Keith. It's me. Okay. You just did the last one. Yeah, and I thought it went me then Amen. Why, why does this the the world suddenly spins in a different direction? It's always been <laughs> clockwise. What are you it's always been. It's Fair Keith's enough. turn. Go ahead. Anyway, Money No is not a good episode. It's, it's terrible. This it's, is this is the mask episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. So this is like a, a caper sort of story with Amanda and I forget the other guy's name. It's Crycheck from the X Files mm-hmm. and also the Fighter. I don't know. It has like an insane flat. Like some there's some elements I like about it. It tries to be like a fun, funny episode, but like it just misses. Not it. enough jokes. Yeah. A lot of orgy references. Yeah, There's they all want to like a marching the band. Tub. Oh god, it's like a Batman sixty six <laughs> yeah. style. I can't get rid of a bomb sequence. Like it has all this Looney Tune shit in it too. He ex- and he's like covered in soot. Yeah, and there's like cartoon effects, like sound effects when all this stuff happens. It's a very strange episode, uh, and that montage in the flashback where it's like a newsreel, and it just keeps going. Do you remember how long the montage goes? Wow, not good. They reuse all that footage. It's bad. That's real bad. Wow. All right. It's so bad, we did another three episodes. That was Glory Days, Dramatic License, and Money No Object. Kyle, what do you think your highest rated episode of the three? Or actually, I will say, what do you think the average highest rated episode we gave of those three was? Between what am I after? Glory again? Days, Dramatic License, or Money No? Dramatic License. You're correct. We give it a 3.7 on average. Nice. It's pretty wow. good. That's a good, pretty solid, good. respectable. So the lowest was money now, right? No, I think the lowest is probably going to be glory days. It's my bet. Oh, interesting. No, it's, it's close. close. Oh, really? Money no object was a two point three, and glory days was two point five. Wow. wow. Actually, no. The more I think about it, the more I accept that. <laughs> good. Good. I'm glad you thought about it more. Good. <laughs> Amen. You're up next. Yes, sir. Let's talk about episode eight, Little Tin God. This was a good one. This has uh, Lorca, Gabrielle, Gabrielle, Lorca. That's right. As Federico Garcia Lorca, FGL. And he plays a Aztec-like god. And then he comes back and he convinces immortals that he's like Jesus or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does. Somehow. And we get that Pulp Fiction speech. Yeah. That's right. We have a badass uh, pastor who comes a at them with a pastor. Bad, is that like gun. bad pastor? Is like bad lieutenant? Yeah, it's a, a, a Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> stars. I like this episode. Yeah, this, this episode's episode's killer. I don't know if we ever pointed this out. This was mentioned in a reader mail we got a, a while ago uh, about the episode that like the captain. What's his name? Uh, what's uh, oh, Captain? Oh, my Captain yeah. Sully, uh, the guy from Harry Potter who was on Return of Amanda or whatever the Lion Tiger. Oh nope, yes, uh, uh, Jason Isaac. Jason Isaacs, that I believe his character's name on Star Trek Discovery is Gabrielle Lorca. Lorca. Oh, really? Isn't that crazy? That's <laughs> right? really weird. weird. Gabrielle. I think, I think that's it. He's Gabrielle, Gabrielle Lorca. Lorca. And the other guy's Gabrielle Lorca. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's weird. Captain Lorca. It's a popular name. Lorca Love it. ain't Storka. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a really good episode. Yeah. Great themes. Plays of the immortality. Interesting action sequences. You priest see- fights. Duncan jump over his car. His da- he does. Yeah. He's on a run in the cemetery in the morning. All right, Kyle, tell us all about episode nine, The Messenger. The Messinger. Uh, this one stars Ron Perlman as False Mythos. I've seen doubles uh, before. Spreading a message of peace to all the land. It also involves uh, Colbraith, the Confederate fuck. And this is all great. This is like a pretty interesting episode. Ron Perlman kind of kills it with his sweater game. He does have a good sweater game. And good gardening skills. Yeah, and we finally get a Richie quickening out of this whole thing. So that's nice. Oh, and that's the the weird 
spinning. Oh, this is one of the quickening. worst quickenings in the whole show. It's like just where he's like surfing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's like a projected background. This is. Oh good. yeah, that's bad. This isn't but... good. But Ron Perlman's good. Ron Perlman's I like this good. episode a lot. And you got a uh, Ernest Hemingway or whatever in his little like safari outfit. Yeah, Colbert. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Got a little, uh, little uh, Ernest Hemingway. Uh... Yeah, like got a little like uh, for whom the bell tolls. It's like a little. The sun uh... also rises. Uh, they're Richie. Hey, sun also rises. They're Richie. Keith. Dolman Ross knew it. Next one. The Valkyrie, episode 10. Ooh, Why this do you is always a good say one. it that way? The that's how it's pronounced. Valkyrie? Yeah. It's not Valkyrie? I believe that's the, like, Western. I believe the original pronunciation is Valkyrie. Interesting. Or is it the German pronunciation? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. The Val Kilmer. That's the, the true pronunciation. This is a good one. Yeah. You got Hitler. <laughs> okay. So, what? yeah, Hitler's in this. Mm-hmm. First debut of Friend of the Pod, Richard Martin. That's right. This is like my favorite episode of, I think, the entire series. Damn. It asks like very serious questions. Very serious. I mean, it is a serious it's question. A very like, serious question. <laughs> no, these are like very pointing questions, I think, is what I want to say of the show and of the main character about how his conduct like relates to other people and like who gets to judge him and we'll see that play it's out a very later. self-aware kind of episode yeah this is really good and uh, as richard martin pointed out like done by two first timers which is pretty uh, remarkable super cool super cool and fun some great acting performances from adrian paul yeah it's emotional guest star it's yeah, great stuff dope. Must watch. Must watch. Oh, and the, oh, 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 oh. Uh, we didn't mention uh, the other guest star in this, the detective, the the inspector. Oh, he oh was my great. God. That's yeah, right? guy is, that guy is amazing. Yeah. They For kill. his poetry. Kill my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> oh, wait, am I getting confused? <laughs> is, that, uh, is that a different thing? Inigo Montoya. Wow. Wow. These are, all right, so I'm just going to let you know, instead of, I don't know, we did three more episodes. These are some of our high, most highly rated episodes ever. On average, Littleton got, got fours across the board from all of us. Nice. The Messenger also got fours across the board. And then Whoa. the Valkyrie got 4.7 as an average from all nice of us. So Though, I think if I was comparing Littleton God and the Messenger, I think... Little Thing God's a better episode. Yeah, that's I'm funny to see. Like to see that. that tie, like that doesn't feel right. I I, w- I would agree with you that Little Thing God is a better episode. Like I don't know if I want to knock the messenger down to a three point five to do it, but it's just worth noting. Just do it, man. Just do it. I just can't do it. Scores. These scores are permanent. These, these scores <laughs> are permanent. <laughs> Written in the sky. Every week after we're done, we take this score to the Library of Congress uh-huh. and they lock it in a vault podcast are vault. they still keeping tweets yeah all the tweets baby are they i didn't I know don't if they know. were still no doing idea. that i don't know we'll just tweet it and then you got it you yeah. got it covered yeah hey three point five <laughs> okay amen you're record. up next yes sir number 11 episode 99 comes a horseman comes a horseman i love this episode this is the first episode of the four horsemen arc which, which is, is only two, two episodes. episodes. The very first should, episode should be longer. of two <laughs> all i'm saying is if they had the juice to get chronos back yeah. Use him for something good. <laughs> Use him for something else. Have him survive the episode. Um, but this is where we learn Mythos has a dark past. And we get the great Jimmy scene where Matt confronts Mythos, which is like an ultimate Highlander moment. Yeah, that's incredible. I Would you it. call that a Jimmy scene? The Jimmy, Jimmy scene. Because they were in front of the car, right? The GMC Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, the Jimmy. The Jimmy scene. Mm-hmm. I love that episode. No, it's really it's good. A lot of good performances. It's all, it's, and again, that's fucking switching up the show. 
Yeah, having your most beloved character, in fact, be one of your most detested. Right. They yada yada. Better, n- better not make them good again, like an episode later, and just have it all reset and their best Everything's friends. Everything's fine. Yeah. yeah. Gotta switch it up, man. Mm-hmm. Revelations. 68. <laughs> 69. Up top. With musical guests Silas and Caspian of Melt. <laughs> <laughs> Melt. Uh, do you think that band's still together? Maybe. I no. hope so. Do you think they're on Spotify? They better yes. be. Kyle, tell us about uh, <laughs> this episode. Uh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Kyle, tell us about this episode while I look for Melt and play them on the podcast. And you have to type it right. It's M period E period L period no. T period. Yes. That sucks too. <laughs> <laughs> that seems very like late 90s as well. Yes. So in this episode, we get to see the resolution of the Horseman arc, wherein Kronos's evil plan to poison the world with a super virus is revealed. That he created. That he created out of dry ice. Uh, <laughs> and it's directed by Adrian Paul, star of Highlander, the series. Yeah. And I think the, the universal consensus that this is not as good as the pre- previous episode, but it's still a ton of fun. You get some great sword fights yeah. and interesting action beats. And it's just some like, emotional moments. Yeah. Another great performance out of, out of Petey Wiggs. And you, you get to see the, the horsemen actually do their thing. It's all very neat. I love it. You got uh, like underwater cage. That submarine base that yeah. they fight in is just—it's awesome. Like that's the best, the, one of the best pieces of set dressing. Yeah, I think I've ever seen. Like it's such a striking location. It's great. Keith, how we coming? I got nothing, guys. Oh, if you have any of the tracks from Melt, <laughs> Melt, <laughs> or is it M E L T? I did that too. It didn't come up. Yeah. Send us to HighlanderRewatch at gmail.com. That's right. We want to know. We want to melt. <laughs> episode 13, the, the Ransom of Richard Redstone. Buh. This episode is not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bad. This is unfunny in so many ways. I did fall in love with the the woman. The woman in it. She's you did. because Yeah. No and one? you respect her so much. The woman. <laughs> Okay, okay. Bond, James Bond, Ryan, Richie Ryan. Oh, my God. It's oh, and then he meets, he meets James, James Bond, Bond in this yeah. stupid episode. <laughs> this is one of the craziest things they've done. Oh, my God. And then Mac. There's a secret wine cellar. Mac dresses up as an old man, but it doesn't really look like he is. Nope. Hot take. This episode is dumber than the finale. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It is less plausible than the thousand-year-old demon. This episode blows. When was the last time we saw Richie? We saw him in Archangel, 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 and we saw him in Duende? Was that the last episode? What other episodes were there? He must have been in something else, right? I've got a, a list of episodes in front, in front of me. And I'm like, oh, what's oh, that? Was he? <laughs> Look at the list, idiot. The Modern Prometheus? No. It is after this. Oh, yeah. But- no, I'm saying, when was the last time we saw Richie before Arc- Archangel? Duende. It must have been Duende. Duende. Where he, Duende. Where he mentions, like, there's... There it is. Like, he's coming back from the hotel or whatever. Yeah. And the Watcher Chronicles mentioned that. Anyway, like, why is he back again? Like, if he had just stuck and did his job at the hotel... He'd still be alive? He'd still be alive. His best friend wouldn't have cut his head off. That's right. He should have just did that. He should have just did that. You're right. <laughs> he should have... Did they ever explain, like, what happened with that? 
No. Oh, do you think that hotel's fucked now because Richie's dead? Oh. Well, they clearly can't run it. So. <laughs> <laughs> they need someone with the with the expert management skills of, of having Richie. run a gym. Yeah. <laughs> he did manage a lot of cash, though, for Duncan. So, like, that's something. And a boat. And a boat, right. They had that gym boat. Gym boat. <laughs> uh, so, anything else to say about this episode? Uh, no. Yeah, the flashback's not good. The it's James Bond ripoff music is dumb. Yeah. Oh, the flashback is terrible. <laughs> That's right. Uh, almost as bad they as Mac's haircut in yeah. that. Yeah, they get robbed, and instead of just Mac pounding that guy to smithereens, like to just a bloody pulp, he's just like, oh, take Like he would do any other time. Any other any time. time. Like, how many episodes has he just hauled off chasing someone, like, across town? Like... Prime example, Mac in the modern Prometheus goes to a club, sees a guitar player, and is like, I'd like to insert myself into that person's <laughs> life and, like, really fuck it up and, like, do all this shit. And a guy has a gun to, like, his face and his, like, girlfriend's head, like, and he's just like, you know what? I'm going to set this one out. Like, I don't think I need to do anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why act? Not for me. Why act? Meanwhile, he could have just... Meanwhile. <laughs> spin kick this motherfucker yeah, right. in the face. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, three, three. We did the round of three. Uh, who do you think gave the lowest score? Who do you think gave the highest score to Richard Redstone? Mm, Amen. Yeah, I'm going to say me. You would be wrong. Is it Keith? It is me. What do you think <laughs> what I gave you, it? What did you give it? Three. Two. Three? What are you insane? I don't know. <laughs> 1.5. That's we the highest that score. Low? Holy shit. <laughs> what did you give it the half point for? I don't know. Because he loved that woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Uh, no, I just I think it it just wasn't as bad as I thought it. Like I think there were some good moments in it. Like I thought, like I when thought, Mac puts in those false teeth, oh, so good. Uh, no, I thought like uh, Stan Kirsch was pretty funny. Like when he kisses her and shit. Like I thought some of that stuff was kind of funny. Yeah, that's real funny. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I did like when he had the bedpost. You thought that was hot? <laughs> like really that? He he thought it was very hot. It was so hot. Deeply cool. erotic. All right, Eamon, you're up next with this erotic episode. Duende. Duende. We got Richard Martin behind the helm. We got Anthony DeLongis. DeLonge in the short of it. Uh, <laughs> we got this sword fight that we've been hearing about. Oh, I wanted to talk about this. Somebody left us a Facebook comment. I don't remember their name. And they were like, I thought the Duende sword fight sucked. Hmm. Weird. They th- thought take. it was like edited too much and like didn't really show what they were doing i i might quasi agree with there is a lot of editing to it i wish we could see like the full phrase they do i just wanted to point that out as a dissenting opinion interesting i could see that i could see that complaint about it like i still think it ruled it's it's yeah i liked it and i think the emotional content of it like that's what there's one of those choices like you can show like the technical (laughs) you can show like the technical aspects of the fighting but like emotionally they get a lot more out of it by the editing like the editing shows time going by like it adds it's additive i guess to it if they just like shot war the, gum, sure, it's an, it's, additive. An additive. it's an additive. No, if they just showed the fight straight, it would take it would take like what a minute to show, probably yeah. less. You wouldn't get like the time change from day to night. Like, there's all this other stuff that, while you may not see all the technical aspects of the sword stuff, which is maybe a bummer. Like, you, they amp up other elements of the story. Like, the story served better by their editing. I think. I agree. They also serve. They also serve. Very good. If you have a daughter, I will seduce. <laughs> The daughter. Puta whore. <laughs> I like Amazing. Anthony Delon just in that episode. No, he's good in that. He's great. It's a good episode. It's a good. I like it. 
<laughs> Kyle. Yes. Tell us about the Stone of Schoon. Stone of Schoon. Well, it is the Stone of Destiny. It was found in Scott. It exists in Scotland. It was moved into. Uh, do you, or you mean the episode? <sighs> you know what I meant. I know what you meant. That was a bad. I, I know what you meant. I, <laughs> I know what you <laughs> meant. Hey. Uh, anyway, this episode is really funny. It is probably the most successful comedy episode they've ever done. You bring back Hugh. You bring in Amanda. You've got a caper. Another caper episode. That's right. Uh, a much better caper episode. No capes, but caper. Yeah. There's some clothes. What do you guys think of capers? Like the, the vegetable or whatever it is. Yeah. Is it a like, vegetable? Like, uh, it's like, like a it's flower. A, like a little salty kick. Do you consider flowers vegetables? I, I do. Great question. <laughs> What's Keith? broccoli? Well, broccoli is nothing but flowers. Exactly. So Nothing but flowers. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but flowers. So yes, insofar as they are edible. Flowers a vegetable. Anyway, capers. That's what we're talking about. Do you guys like capers? I think I like a caper. You like a caper? Yeah. I feel uh, like I can. Very I specific know. deployments. It's very rare where I'm like, wow, my enjoyment of this is greatly enhanced by these capers. I feel like I've had like bad capers. Like, I'm well, like, and these like, capers well, suck. Like, where it's like, <laughs> it just makes something too salty. Do you guys ever think like, these capers suck? These capers, not so good. Anyway, that's my caper talk. Uh, like, anything else to say, Gal? Uh, here's my blistering hot take on capers. I don't think they should be on like sandwiches with smoked fish. Oh no no no! Because it's a, they roll sh- out. They, they one they roll out two, like auto, like wild- the Autobots. <laughs> yeah, and two you've got a wildly salty product already, and then yeah. you put these little salt bombs on them. I don't like when like like when you have a sandwich and they put stuff in it that's gonna fall out. Like what? You like know, the capers. it's a trap. Like the capers. Any anything else besides capers? I can't think of a sp- like. <laughs> I like a me- you get a meatball sandwich and they put too much meatball on it, so you take a bite out of it and the meatballs just fall out. I, I got thoughts on meatball sandwiches, and you, you know. don't like meatball sandwich. Uh, What's wrong with you? I don't. Do understand. you like a meatball? Sure. Do I mean, you like bread? I do. Well, What's the problem? <laughs> meatball sandwiches seem like a great. Love, we're really going to get You're going to get into some real I hot love, takes on food. I love a meatball this sandwich. This is where uh, my, my, my grandma make a meatball with their bare hand and put them in a sandwich. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's their character, their sandwich character? Do you remember that guy? What? Yeah, there, was oh, a, there was a whole sandwich character. Who was I, that guy? I don't, I don't remember his name. But he had a special. Listeners, let a, us know. He had a special, special bread. Was bread. Vinny? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Vinny with his bread. bread. Yeah. All right, here's my hot take on meatball sandwiches. Well, and for one, they're hot. They are. It's a hot sandwich. You know what? Maybe it's too harsh, and it's probably an opinion I formed in college or something. So I don't, I don't want to go in too hard. But Cultural elite over here. Okay, here's my thought. A meatball sandwich your seems like college a college degree. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't go to school for four years to get a degree in meatballology. <clears throat> All right, meatball-ology. so... Meatball sandwiches seem like a great deployment of leftover meatballs. Like, oh, I made some meatballs and spaghetti. There's some meatballs. I don't have any more spaghetti. Like, I'll put it on some bread and have a quick sandwich. This seems sure. great, right? Sounds great. It's a use, useful. It seems great. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's, it's using up leftovers. Like, how do we use these leftovers? The notion that you go to a restaurant and it's like, let me make little balls that go on flat bread. Like, why, why is it shaped that way? Like, a hamburger. Like, if you ordered a hamburger and it was a ball on top of two pieces of bread, you'd be like, why is it? shaped like that why isn't it flat so it fits in there right and like doesn't come spitting at the other end when i try to take a bite of it like it just doesn't seem like the right shape so you would want like tubes maybe like tubes. kind of like yeah to bring it back to highlander a tube uh of meat uh i like that that's bringing it back to highlander <laughs> is a reference to joking about a tube also we've been talking about this for like 10 minutes now i know but 
that I don't know. Those are kind of my thoughts. That being said, like I've had very yummy meatball sandwiches. Like I, I don't think like the combination is terribly bad. Like, but it just seems like something that's like a kind of a utility sandwich. Like I have leftovers. I will make this out of it. That's fair. You know, or I, I actually kind of do like uh, when people make like those meatball sliders. Mm. Uh, I think now somebody had the idea, like, wait a minute, the shape of this meat doesn't really make sense. Should we change the meat shape? No, let's change the bread shape. And now we're rocking because we got little, like, these two little round pieces of bread that kind of cup the ball. That's <laughs> you don't have move. other balls shooting out the – I don't know. That seems Cup to, the ball. Cup the ball. Anyway, there's the meatball take. Anyway, what episode are we on? Stone of Scoon, my turn. Forgive us our trespasses. Uh, like this, this episode one. has Keen as the villain or hero from another point of view, <laughs> uh, as Obi-Wan would say, right? Depending mm-hmm. on your point of view. From a certain point of view. Uh, anyway, I, I do like a lot of this episode, like a whole lot. And then it's just like dragged down by terrible padding. No, this is kind of a sequel to like... The, Through a glass dark. Yeah, like all the Prince Charlie stuff that we've seen before, which has been a couple episodes. And Take Valkyrie, which asks... Yeah, take back the night. Uh, and to Valkyrie, which asks this question, like, who judges me? And it's like, now all these things kind of come together in this episode, and we see that, like, somebody's judging Mac for some shitty stuff he did. Uh, so it's like a good reality check. Re- reality check. Wow. Reality check. Wow. Uh, for Mac, uh, that I don't think he really takes to heart after this is over. Because, nope. you know, he's still Whoops. judgy. Extremely Now, you judgy. listen to me. In, uh... <laughs> you, you still don't get it. In the modern Prometheus. You still don't get it. Judgy, judgy, judgy. Love-hate relationship with this episode. Fair. We just talked about Duende, the Stone of Scoon, and Forgive Us Our Trespasses. Who do you think gave the highest score to Duende? Me? That's right, Eamon. You did. You gave it a five. A perfect score. Five. And what were the average scores for these three bad boys? The average score is Duende got a 4.5, Stone of Scoon got 3.8, and Forgive Us Our Trespasses, a 3.3. That's higher than I thought. I know, right? Very interesting. Very interesting. Eamon, let's talk about the modern Prometheus. We just watched that. I remember this because we recorded the episode on it today. Today. Frankenstein. Way back when we were sober. Yeah. So this has a Frankenstein in it. It has a bird-faced little girl. That's right. bird face. It has a piece of shit Lord Byron, a sanctimonious Mac. And Joe just kind of doesn't do anything for the whole episode. You know who really Mita? doesn't do anything? Maurice. Mithos. Oh, yeah, Mithos. And Maurice, Maurice sure. allegedly in this episode, Maurice. Always in the shadows. And there's some orgies, and uh, Mithos d- makes the right decision to not rape someone. Yeah, but it seems way too Congratulations. Conflict- yeah. It seems way too conflicted about it. Absolutely. Yeah, he really is. I mean, I don't know. Did, did anyone think that was like a callback to – there were two callbacks, I think, to the horseman shit in – this that episode which we didn't talk about we didn't one talk about is the, one was the rapey thing that like i kind of wondered like is he so conflicted because he's like this is part of me like uh-oh like Raping? yeah i don't know <laughs> right okay. i thought that while i was watching it like maybe that no, i mean i thought that's part of this like this is something that's not unfamiliar to him uh he's indulged these sort of desires before it had you know uh, and the other thing was when he's walking with Mary in the staircase, like post goat, she's talking about like, oh, I don't know what story I could tell, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, what story are you going to tell? That's like really scary or like, or it's something about like, where do you get your inspiration from for like scary stories? And he seems to like hesitate, like he's going to say something and then like gets interrupted by the orgy or something. Uh, and I was like, ah, like there's, there's like a moment where it's like, oh yeah, all that dark fucked up shit that he did as one of the horsemen. Yeah. So it's, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Modern Prometheus. Modern Brometheus. I have a question about this episode as well that was not brought up while we talked about it hours ago. Did anyone think it did a disservice to Mary Shelley that, like, they 
like she was inspired by what she saw. I don't think so. I, I didn't really feel it this time, but I, it was, yes, I was like, no, conscious but I feel of like it. that's like a, a thing to think about when like, like back to the future is a great example of this. It's a goal. Like, oh, white guy invented rock and roll. Like that's icky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I never know. I never think it's necessarily done maliciously, but it's one of those like unintentional byproducts. Like you think like, or oh, in Forrest Gump when it's, it's also weird that Zemeckis has done it a number of times. A number. Well, I think we're supposed to think that she'd been having this idea all along. Like, that's why she's having these various visions. And then when she sees the actual lightning storm, it all crystallizes. Right. And they had a scene where she, like, looks over and sees a hot dog in the beer stein. And she's like, Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. This is the moment Eureka. <laughs> God, I would, I would wish that so much in an episode. Like, what are you going to call your story? And she's like, her eyes frantically <laughs> dart around there. Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> Kyle. Did you pull? Cap us off. Season finale, Archangel. Archangel. <laughs> we just talked about I know. it. <laughs> so what happens in this episode is... <laughs> um, so an ancient demon awakens and decides that, it's, it. decides that it's, its sole purpose in life is to fuck with Duncan McCloud. It assumes <laughs> the, the body of, or the image of Horton and makes Mac hallucinate and ultimately decapitate his best friend, Richie. And there's an old man in a cave who stayed in a cave for 600 years and made Mac decapitate him for no reason. And they don't explain why. Oh, you know who the cave dude reminded me of? Another thing I didn't bring up on the Nakano. podcast. Why am I not talking about any why of this stuff? Why why uh, he very much reminded me. He very much, very much reminded me of <laughs> Jesus of uh, like Raiders or not Raiders. Uh, the Last Crusade. Like, oh, the knight? Like the Templar or whatever yeah. that's like in there that's just like waiting for like the next person to come. Yeah. I was like, oh, this that's is that call. guy. Yeah. It seemed very inspired by that. He yeah. chops his own head off. <laughs> he chops his own head off. And then the cave crumbles. Yeah. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. So that's season five. Cool. What do you guys think the highest rated episode in season five was on average? Valkyrie. I'm going to say Duende. Kyle, Valkyrie has a score of 4.7 on average. Near perfect. Duende has a 4.5. Ooh. Close. Very close. But no cigar. No. So you're correct. 4.7. Uh, 4. Valkyrie was the high, the best episode of the season. Wow. I wonder if it's, it could be the best episode of the show. Well, Or at least tied for... Spoiler alert, I don't think anything in season six is going to knock it off. So nope. yeah. Let's see. I'm looking through the old list here. Hold on to your butts. The Samurai is rated 4.7. I believe the Samurai is the only other one. Well, so wow. guys, would you th- do? You, which is a better episode, Valkyrie or the Samurai? Ooh, I think if you Valkyrie? had to choose, I think Valkyrie. If you had to choose, if you had to choose, yeah, I would. I would go with that too. But also, the Samurai is like you need the Samurai for the Valkyrie to be so good too. Like, cause the the the, the, the Samurai like sets up like Max like moral code. You know what I mean? Like, it does a lot of that groundwork that's like important to base future episodes on yeah and i think if the modern day plot of the samurai had been better mm. samurai would probably be able to yeah i don't really like i don't like the modern day plot and that no it says a lot Kent's for how is, good i think it, that yeah. villain sucks yeah, yeah it's lame he's not good <laughs> i think it's <laughs> lame like i think it says a lot about how good the flashback portions are that mm-hmm. it gets that high. it deserves that high of a score despite everything yeah so, guys, before we move on, I thought we'd do a little recap of seasons one through five and what the overall season ratings were for all of us. So, season one has an average score of 2.7. Damn. That is lower than I expected. Right? But... Season two, 3.1. We're getting better. Season three is a 3.2. So, season two and one are practically tied as far as, like, overall 
which is surprising because season three's got all that callous shit. It's pretty good. Season four, 3.1 again. Well, we're really reverting to the mean here. And then season five, 3.4. So season five's the highest rated season we've had. That's... Which is weird. Right? I mean, mathematically, it's right, but... (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, it's You know what I mean, though? Is that... True. So, like, I, I never, say, I don't know. I've never thought about them as in these terms. Like, I don't know. When I say, like, what my favorite season is, I don't know if I'd ever have picked five. Yeah, but I think season five has, like, I mean, it's got, like, the trifecta of Duende, the Valkyrie. It's got Stone of Schoon. Also, Man I meant. Hunt. Yeah. Like, Dramatic got, License. There's a lot of really good episodes. Little Tin God. Like, it's got some real killers. It doesn't have anything quite as, like, memorable as the Kawas Cycle, but. It's close. I mean, I think the horsemen are close to the callous cycle. Yeah. We didn't even mention that. The horsemen are also in this episode. Like, there's a lot of good episodes. Yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that this is our highest rated season. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Imagine how high this season would be rated if we didn't fucking tank those last two episodes. Right. Those both have average scores of... Oh, Modern Prometheus got a three, and Archangel got a two. I can't believe Modern Prometheus got a three, frankly. It's my fault. I gave it a higher higher rating than you both, I believe. Thanks, Eamon, because these scores <laughs> stick forever. So you, you saddled us with those scores. <laughs> they stick forever. <laughs> I had to get them tattooed on me. You have to. You do. Yes. What would you get as a tattoo if you got a tattoo? Would you get a watcher tattoo? No. No. Why? Because it's dorky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dorky. <laughs> I don't know. It should be noted that Amy is wearing a Legend of Zelda <laughs> a Link to the Past shirt right now. <laughs> Which is a great shirt, by the way. It is a quite a good oh, shirt. Like We've shirt. all commented I on got this the shirt. shirt. We all love the shirt, Amy. We, we all love it. it. We love it. I, it's just cliche. I wouldn't get it. Sorry to any listeners that have that tattoo, which I'm positive there are. Wait, hold on. Two things. It's definitely not cliche to like the general public. Like, no, It's not like getting a shitty like tribal tattoo or mm. you know what i mean like it says peace in japanese <laughs> but it just really says like octopus penis <laughs> yeah so octopus penis. <laughs> octopus penis i don't know if you were to get a highlander tattoo what would it be that wouldn't be cliche because i agree Ooh. getting the watcher tattoo is like ah, yeah i get it it's a ta- the- it's the it is the tattoo from the show yeah, yeah. that's a good question no get the highlander right? rewatch logo tattoo <laughs> You could. It's cool. Yeah, so cool. Is it tacky to get your own art tattooed on yourself? I don't know. I would say absolutely. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'd get a, a lifelike Adrian <laughs> Paul portrait. Oh, like a full body one? No, just his face. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. A full body tattoo. Like wear it tattoo? like it's a costume. Yeah, that's what Like you want to get <laughs> yeah. his features tattooed yes. all over your body mm-hmm. so you kind of look like him. Yeah, that's what I more want. like okay. the Roger Stone, <laughs> Richard Nixon tattoo. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so weird. It's just, yeah, it's almost like he's a bad guy who's probably going to go to jail. I mm. hope so. Okay, so you'd get an AP tattoo? Not really. Uh, what would you really get? This is a real question. I mean, I'm not asking you to get a tattoo, but if you had to. Oh, you're not? I don't know. Do you have any tattoos? No, I don't. Okay. Well, Keith, Kyle, you should have to answer now. No, you have to answer. Oh, okay. We're going around the circle, remember? No. <laughs> oh, I see. I think I would probably get, like, two of the McLeod swords over a shield of some kind. How big is this? Small. You're going to be able to see all that's the detail? Well, that's like the... <laughs> you might want to make it bigger. I'm not going to make it bigger. You're, okay. It's, it's my, te- my body, my choice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, maybe with the castle, with Eileen Dunna Castle... Oh, this sounds like the Highlander 100th episode logo. It is. You want to get the Highlander 100th episode <laughs> commemorative pin tattooed on your... Yeah, sounds about right. Okay. Your okay. turn, Keith. Ooh, this is hard, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you don't have an answer. Uh, no, I mean, actually, 
Maybe you want the, Ramirez's hat, I oh, assume. Oh, boy. I mean, I kind of do like the Watcher tattoo. Like, it is, like, recognizable. You piece of, you piece of shit. What? You can't <laughs> what? That. That's too cliche. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say it was too cliche. You did. No, you literally it said it. No, he did. I, I said, said I under I said it's not. I said I defended it's not cliche for the general public. Like it's not like people are going to be making funny. Like oh look at that generic tattoo you got. It's only like Highlander fans who would maybe say like oh of course, uh, but no one would say that. I don't think. No, probably not. Exactly. So yeah. I don't know. I think we're all good now. <laughs> okay. Uh, if it wasn't, good. if it wasn't that. Well, I could the, never I'd get, get the, like, Christopher Lambert. T- like, I don't know. People's no. faces, that's so weird. I don't know. No, thanks. do that? Sure. And then there's, like, you could get a Kurgan tattoo, but, like, I feel like there's too many negative connotations with the Kurgan and, like, gross misogyny on the internet. So, no thanks. Do you have the Highlander tattoo? If you do, you should take a picture of it and email it to us. Sure. Or suggest what we should all get tattooed. Or that. I think I'd get the Chainsaw Monster from uh, Search for Vengeance tattoo. <laughs> Malik. That's a good, yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Yep. Get Malik up, up in there. Malik up in there. Amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Are there other characters or like... <sighs> I know you'd want Amergan on your still little... So let's get the whole cast of the Search for yeah, Vengeance Yeah, let's just tattooed. get the whole cast tattooed. Very good. Kyle, take us into the next part of the show. All right, we're going to play a little game. <laughs> so we're going to play a game. It is called Watcher Tube. This is the game where I will read you real YouTube comments, and you will need to guess what episode I'm referring to. And since we are recently bidding adieu to the dear departed Richard Ryan... These ones will all feature Richie in some way, or at least be in them. You guys ready to play? I am ready. Clue the first. I always wanted to feel the quikening. <laughs> God damn it. Amen. Undercolor of authority. No. Aww. Pass. All right. That sure looks like boob at 249. Keith. I wondered did... That's not right. Write a passage. No. But that one does have boob. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, won- I wonder, did it make it air back then? <laughs> These comments <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I don't know why I said my name. Obsession. No. Ugh. Love the fact that they played She Drives Me Crazy by the Keep- 90s. Yeah. I forget it. Fuck. Uh, good job. God oh, damn it. That's not the answer. I know. <laughs> I've lost. It's too late. Amen. Well, I can keep reading. Uh, by the 90s British rock group, Fine Young Cannibals. Lead singer Rowan Gift ended up playing the role of evil immortal Xavier St. Cloud, the thorn in McCloud's side in later episodes. Oh, I got it. He was killed off at some point, but his character became so popular, they invited him to appear as St. Cloud in historical flashbacks. What? Like Hugh Fitzcarran, he appeared in Highlander more times dead than alive. Ooh, is it for tomorrow we die? No. Can I get, try to guess? For no points. Is it I for an I? It is not. Damn. There's one more clue. Ooh. Oh, shit. I just got an extra. LMAO, I love Richie's Chris Lambert impression. Keith. I the Beholder. Correct. Ah, fucky ducky. And it was I something. <laughs> I knew it was I something. Same clan. Different vintage. <laughs> All right. Keith. Yes. That's one point. Can you keep score? Oh, I guess. Can you Keith score? <laughs> Question the second. First clue. I have to admit, it's a nice show. It is a nice show. Amen. Yeah. The Ransom of Richard Redstone. No. Mm. Pass. Did Duncan ever give a blood transfusion when he was a medic? I don't think the Wolverine ever gave blood. 
it's got to be pretty beneficial. Amen. For tomorrow we die. Incorrect. Keith? Courage? No. Richie finds hurt women like a child nurses a bird. Amen. Under (laughs) color of authority. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Under color of authority. Yeah. In a situation like this, better call Saul. (laughs) That's the final clue. That's funny because he was in that show, huh? What show? Huh? Hey. Question the third. Dunn can't on it. Amen. Uh, Revenge of the Sword. No. Pass. (laughs) McCloud kisses a dude. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't remember. Next clue. Next clue. No. The dude kisses him. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. the innocent keith timeless no fourth clue skippy ball attack skippy ball attack all right know. we're I crushing no it here damn pissed off and enraged richie is really super hot whoa yeah fire emojis <laughs> how many five five it's a five alarm fire pissed off and enraged richie Man, we suck. <laughs> Pouring those drugs down the sink and talking about crocodile emoji. Oh, shit. Um, this came up today. Keith, the sea witch? Correct. Uh, the sea witch. I, I thought he poured him down the toilet. <laughs> I mean, that's the end. I'm sorry. Would you like me to go argue with this guy? When does Matt kiss a dude? I don't remember. Also, that turn of phrase is just off-putting to me kisses a dude lol. yeah i don't know like not not kissing a dude the like something the about that, that funny that yeah the way that's phrased just is like why do you oh no it's bad it's coming yeah, right? from a bad place. okay yeah okay that's what i'm getting at yeah. that it doesn't seem to be coming from a, a <laughs> <good place. laughs> okay okay yeah. <laughs> all right Keith, mark your point final one oh, yeah. Eamon, you have the chance to tie wait how, did you get any points Eamon? yes how many did you get one, one. Yeah. so Eamon, you're fighting for the tie here all right this quote is that was my pupil back then. The commenter's name was Connor McLeod. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just straight up Connor McLeod? That's no, like, 278. He's the first one? Seems like it was he got insane. in early. That was my pupil back then. Eamon, Homeland. No. Hmm. Keith, End of Innocence? No. Mm. There can be only one, comma, this amazing phrase. Eamon, The Gathering. No. I don't know. I got nothing. Oh, no. My son is gay. 12 minutes and 54 seconds. What? Next. Filmed in Vancouver? Question mark? Thought so. Thought so. <laughs> cool, I man. Hate whoever left that comment. Uh, <laughs> Amen. The yep. road not taken. No. Wow. Good guess. <laughs> no, go on to the next one. That's what looking for a candy store looked like in Keith, the 90s. Family tree. Correct. Ah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I had my hunches on the last clue. Field in Vancouver. I know this one. <laughs> well, it knocks out 50% of the episodes. That is true. Keith, you widened oh, your lead. You put Eamon out of his misery. Eat it, Aww. sucker. <laughs> Eat it, sucker. <laughs> Congratulations. That's a hell of a thing you did. Oh, you're well fought, Keith. Wow. Well, guys, to wrap up our season five wrap up, Jesus Louise, can I even string together sense anymore? Nope. Guys, we have to pay a fitting tribute to dear Richard Ryan. 
Richard Redstone, a man and his spent, ransom, and his ransom. Right. So let's talk about Richie. This is it. We have to bid a, a farewell. We will no longer talk about Richie. I'm sure we'll talk about him again because I'm sure there will be instances where we'll be like, "What the fuck!" Like, he's going realize... to come back. Oh, that's right. He's going to come back. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> How many episodes are there in season six? 13, 12? That sounds right. It's, it's like not a, half a lot. Season. It's a half season. So we won't have a lot of time to miss him. No. But I will miss him. I will sure miss him. Yeah. And he got such short shrift on this show while he's alive and then dead. Well, David Abramowitz said something. He was like, we didn't know what to do with Richie because it's not Duncan McLeod and Richie. They've said it's that a couple times. The Highlander. It's like, yeah, this but is it's, the Highlander show. It's not like Batman and Robin or this. Like, But it's also not Duncan and Joe or Duncan and Mythos. Like, right. that's just, what does that mean? You just can't have ancillary characters who do things? And also, it's like, it's set in the stars that this is the way it is. And I guess as the showrunner, we can't change anything. <laughs> it's like, if you don't want it to be that, change his role on the show. Like, yeah, if you want to do something, do it. But he had so many episodes. Well, it's just like seems like wasted potential setting him up to be like mcleod student and learning stuff he doesn't even really get to be immortal no like no he's just dies at 30 yeah yeah i mean we didn't even talk about that like the tragedy also of richie is that he doesn't he he gets killed early like like it's not like he even lived a normal human life yeah yeah that's a good point I just lived a normal human life with sword fighting. Right. Yeah. That sucks. And his friend went and loaned him money to buy a a, a new sword. (laughs) That's right. What a piece of shit. Do you remember when we had that theory that Tessa and Richie were having an affair behind Duncan's back? I hope they did. I mean, it was was a more series of jokes, but yeah. No, there was some chemistry there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They could have leaned into that. That could have been a thing. Switch up the show that way. Oh, God. I mean, imagine, like, Richie Mack have a falling out at some point. Richie says that, like, I had an affair with Tessa. Like, everything's blown out of the water. Like, Mack's well, entire... That's why he freaks out so much on the guy who killed her. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I like that theory. Mm-hmm. Richie was great in that episode. Yeah. Freaks out and hangs a guy off That's uh, That's off maybe uh, the best Richie episode, yeah. I guess. He's like, ah, you admit it, I saw you. Ah. It's like spitting and shit. It's really good. What episode is that? Yeah, and like Duncan doesn't seem that involved in like finding his no. lover's murderer. Season four, Leader of the Pack. Yeah, that's insane. Leader of the Pack is an awesome episode. <laughs> with this bitch is in heat. <laughs> that might be like my secret favorite episode of Highlander. It, it's up there. Like, yeah. it's not the best episode of Highlander, but it's fucking great. Well, you know what makes it great is it it crystallizes all the bad parts of Highlander into a wonderful, like, silliness. You know what I mean? Like, that level of goofiness in Highlander is something is that we malign often. But, like, when it was all put this together. All like, it, yeah. yeah, but it's, like, all of that stuff put together in, like, a just a complete shitstorm of a goofy villain and, I don't know, ridiculous dialogue and fashion. Like, it's all of that together. And it just is amazing. It's just a glorious soup. <laughs> Hey, you know what I mean, Richie? Oh, <laughs> no, so Richie like... was great in that episode. Oh, yeah, in, in Leader of the Pack. And I, I do really like the idea to think now that that's connected because they were having an affair. Mm-hmm. And that's why Mac, he even cares more than Mac does. Yeah, that makes so much sense. It does. That's why Matt killed him. Maybe. Maybe he knew the whole time. God yeah. damn it. Deep cut. What a great twist the sh- that show the show yeah. would have had. Like when Mac mutters Deep that stuff, he's really saying, I got you, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets the quickening, he finds out. <laughs> 
Yeah, he gets like that <laughs> memory oh, that or whatever. Memory? No, but that would that would really shake up the show because like Mac thought that was like the love of his life, and then to be like, oh, I guess she wasn't too into this. Probably because uh, I was like a weird, aloof dude who yeah. like murders people on the side. Yeah, constantly <laughs> places her in mortal peril. Yeah, can't imagine she just want to settle down with like a normal dude. Yeah. Who's not like who doesn't like drive around on vacation listening to like classical music in a convertible and be like, isn't this fun? What you don't do is fuck my friend. But people at home, write us how you feel about this this plot twist we've invented. I love it. I like it. I'll write in right now. Love it. I'll write in right now. Richie, like his plots always seem to just kind of hinge on him being dumb. Yeah. And like revenge is sweet. He like is kidnapped and he's a car salesman. <laughs> I that's that's salesman. one of my favorite scenes in this entire show. The car <laughs> salesman scene with Richie. He's wearing that shitty suit and he's like in I guess art art uh, Tess is like art studio or whatever because there's like tools and shit everywhere. And I don't know. Max talking to him. He's like, oh, this is good. And like a wrench falls off <laughs> of the table. I forgot about and, <laughs> and, and they keep it in. What the fuck? Like, Tools are falling off tables. You left it in. Do another take, man. (laughs) I like when Richie drives through the window. That's in the theme song. That's awesome. That one in the opening credits, rightfully so, because it's cool as fuck. And also when Richie drives into that library and, like, splats the watchers when he's helping Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. him out with the The bike. bike? Mm -hmm. That's Dope. Also, really I will good. point out that scene before he smashes through the window, he lays on the ground and is just kicked yeah. <laughs> over and over <laughs> again oh, by, by, by Annie, Annie Devlin, Devlin just yeah. mercilessly. Like, in the face, too. Like, it's a good thing he's got that helmet on. The Innocent, he's great in that episode. I think that's one of his top oh, God, performances. Oh, God, puts down. Puts Mikey down. <sighs> the guitarist we're talking yeah, the guitarist. <laughs> That's right, Mikey. He ends Mikey. his career. The Innocent's a good episode, too, because it, like, it really plays into, like, Richie's character of being, like, well, innocent himself. Like, he's, like, learning some hard truths and shit. Like, those are good stories for him. At the end of that episode, he's, like, a little different as a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's some growth there. And, like, when they lean into, like, his naivete, like, and when it's not just him making stupid mistakes, like, it's got to be more than that. Because you're right, that's what... He doesn't make any dumb mistakes in that episode. No, and oftentimes he's just a... He's like fodder for those dumb mistakes. And oftentimes those mistakes are just to get the plot moving along. It's like, oh, how can this go awry? We'll have have Richie fuck it up. And now there's a conflict or... I don't know. It's like... I don't know. I like his performance in, like, the Haunted episode, even though that's not really a great episode. It's, like, kind of interesting. So that's when he fucks the girls... (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot. The guy. Oh, that's so fucked. That's real fucked up. The guy's wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really dark episode. It's a very dark episode. His performance is good, but, like, he sucks in that episode. That's that's one of the worst things anybody's done in Highlander. Ever. Yeah. It's awful. (laughs) A lot of episodes is like, oh, I'm I'm being taken advantage of by this, like, ghost or, like, (laughs) older woman. Like, in Free Fall and in the episode of the fashion. Chivalry. Yeah. Right. This Richie just kind of being led along by a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> like we again, we're not sure if he's really doing it, right? This is true. So he gets yeah. off scot free, mm-hmm. and also like half the other plots are just introduced by he's like chasing some tail and meets a girl that roped them into antics. Yeah, like that's that true. Sea witch, beast below, ransom of Richard Redstone. Yeah, the color that's right. of a thought. 
which yeah. is another good Richie episode. It is another good one. Line of Fire. Wow, you're right. It's all him yeah. just getting involved with like women yeah. that are Lie in to trouble. Him or are in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's so gullible. So you never really grew out of that, I don't no. think. Right up until the end. Hey, Max swinging a sword around like a helicopter. Yeah, I better just walk into run it. in. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to miss his, like, cheerful nature and, like, the camaraderie that he has with Mac. Yeah. Because Mythos and Mac don't have the same relationship. Right. And Amanda, obviously, that's a different bag. Just this presence in the show, I think, will it'll suffer yeah. for the lack of it. It will. I don't want to be too harsh on the character of Duncan McCloud. But Duncan McCloud is a character that doesn't really have the opportunity to grow. Insofar as he grows, it is mostly you see the growth in contrast to flashbacks. Right, that's where it You're is. You're not seeing, like, the current McCloud is a very crystallized character. Mm-hmm. But, like, Richie, and I do think they move him forward in points and, like, move him forward for particular episodes. And I think it's okay that a- the show does that, too. Like, that makes sense given the, the mechanics of the show that the growth would be the from the flashbacks, flashbacks to the present like right but like richie is like an opportunity and an undervalued opportunity to show a character actually growing and maturing in real time that they just really underutilize but like mechanically they kind of can't do that with their main character so it's like these ancillary characters that are really progressing like amanda stops being such a thief like mythos you get to explore like his growth from who he was in the past richie makes a bunch of the same mistakes over and over and then it's kind of sad. One moment that's not on the TV show, but that I think of when I think of Richie is at the convention. He had to leave for some personal reasons, and like people gave him a standing ovation. That's how much people like him. Emphasis on the standing. Yes. Oh snap! <laughs> standing ovation. Yeah. I think he picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> but that that was a, a touching moment. And it just was. Shows how how much people like his character. Yeah. And I think the show is does miss something without him. It does. And it's weird that like people are connected to him and we're like going to lament his loss on the show. But it is weird because he didn't do much. <laughs> like he is such an underutilized character but an always present underutilized character which yeah. is part of it. But yeah, he does bring some levity to it. Like he's always the one that I don't know brightens up a scene or I don't know. And Duncan's always just sitting there like moping or like cooking staring at chess like, pieces yeah staring at chess pieces so it's like he gets to come out of his shell a little bit with richie do you remember when richie got slammed against the wall by that security guard <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah that like, was damages wow. the wall that's yeah. like family tree right yeah yeah that's really hard yeah his elbow goes through the wall yeah he's just like bam well it's funny they they almost had an attempt to make him a character which was to give him like a racing subplot in season three i forgot about the but racing. like the racing plot isn't good really i mean it's it's the, it's another one of these like ever present things in the background it's like where's this going and it like doesn't it just fizzles out and or and it doesn't really end up like we wanted the callus plot to somehow get more involved i don't know because i guess callus does like talk to one of the racers right does that happen i don't think so or no oh maybe it didn't happen maybe that's what i thought was gonna happen i was like oh now callus is gonna like i don't know because with Fitz he got like in bed with the uh one of the other teachers at the cooking school cookie town but that never happened at the racetrack i don't know it was just a weird side plot that seemed to make sense like oh richie's rides bikes maybe race and then i don't know what happened to that was that richie toast guys what would i I was gonna ask what would you do with the richie character i think the the best idea we've come up with about the the richie character is i do think some rifts needed to be established with mac maybe mend them over time but 
the version of Richie we see in like the end of Innocence that's like, I don't need you anymore. Like, I'm tough. I can handle myself. You're going to need to live with that. Like, to use that as a good building place and not just hit reset right from there, I think really would have given these characters more places to go, more growth. You know, there could have been arc of them kind of restoring some of that warmth over time. I think that would have been useful. Yeah, but like like you said, it just kind of resets right away. Yeah. Richie's just like the jokey partner. Right. If he came to his own a little more, maybe had a little more fights, a few more fights. Yeah. That would have been cool. And I think they're like, in some ways, maybe they should have cut him from the show earlier, like as a main cast member and just brought him back like Amanda and Mithis. Like, you're just going to be a recurring guest star. And I think they'd have more success that way because he's practically in the same number of episodes. Exactly. Like, but I think they would give him more freedom to do stuff. It's like, well, he doesn't. Things don't have to reset because we know he's not going to be in the next episode. Like, it's okay to give him some space and, like... Like, it would also just, like, let them deploy him more deliberately. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of just kind of unintentional... Like, unintentional, not as an accidental, but, like, just not a lot of planning involved in how they deploy him. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's Richie going to do this episode is how it works. (laughs) Yeah. As opposed to, like, really stopping and thinking about, like, okay, here's a story we want to tell. Does it involve Richie? We can make that strategic decision and deploy it. I mean, this should have been like Star Wars Episode Three, like the the rift between Obi Wan and mm, Anakin. Mm-hmm. Like, but who has the high ground? Oh, God. But there's so much philosophy built into the show, like to have a deep philosophical rift or have him get another teacher. Like there's so many like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Like maybe he goes off with fake mythos or something. I don't know. Like everything's just or like even dabbled with. Take an opposite stance with that. Like some Cobra Kai shit. He falls in with someone who's like a lot more hard nosed, like not necessarily a bad guy, but like, well, that's the philosophy like, he seems to have he when he breaks up with, up with Mac is like, or an end of innocence is like you taught me the game. This is the game, right? And it's like we've we've seen other characters in the show have that philosophy, and we don't necessarily judge them as evil. We're just like, well, they're this is, I guess, their deal. So yeah, like a Damon uh, Case type, right? Like he doesn't have to be a bad guy, but he also doesn't have to be the compassionate. Well, I don't know how compassionate Mac is half the time because he murders <laughs> sick people. But yeah. <laughs> oh, Richie, we hardly knew ye. Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. Let's la- raise a glass. Stan Kirsch, Richie Ryan, we'll miss you. Cheers for five years. Cheers for five years. <laughs> That's accurate. That's right. Yeah. Literally Cheers accurate. for five years. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this episode as we wrapped up season five. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our coverage of this season. Make sure to write us an email at Rewatch at gmail.com. And head on over to our Patreon. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more Patreon-exclusive content. I'm sure some of that has maybe already come out. We'll see bits and pieces. Uh, we do have some new kind of equipment we're going to be messing with. And, I don't know, hopefully releasing new stuff that will only be available to our Patreon people. So if you join even now, you'll get an access to all that back catalog of stuff that's going to be posted there. So make sure you do that. Check out our Etsy store and Facebook store for magnets you can get for only $15 per shipping and handling that feature five of your favorite characters. Actually, it's four characters, but on five magnets. Mm. Mm. And also, don't forget to go on Tee Public to get our sweet Money No Money No shirts money and no. other cool swag. All right, so we'll be back at you soon with coverage of the Big Finish audio books. Like, I don't even, you wouldn't even call them audio books, like an audio series. Big Finish audio series. Uh, so there's going to be two sets of those, two series. So that's going to be really fun. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye.
a good episode. You gotta watch out that the. I, I gotta watch out that the. <laughs> <laughs>